Hey, and welcome to Three Shows and a Book. I'm Liz, and this is Shiloh. And this month for October, we are going to be reviewing three shows and a book, clearly. Uh, and each show will be doing a bottle of wine. So for our very first show, we chose Fear Street 1994, available on Netflix. Next week's show, we're going to do 13 Ghosts, 1960. Now that is an Amazon Prime. It is $2.99, totally worth it. And for our final show will be It 2017 on Hulu with a Prime subscription. And then for the book, we're gonna be doing Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury. And today we are gonna be starting things off with our Witch's Brew pumpkin spice apple wine i can't fucking wait i know right <laughs> this was a really good find at meyer and i'm extremely excited about it all right open so up. let's crack this bad boy open let's not spill it because that would be a travesty oh boom there it is all right and a little drinky for you now these may sound like fake sounds, but she's <laughs> pouring is... me a healthy glass here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have glass at in my house. Oh, it smells amazing. All right. Oh, it does, very apple -y. Cheers. All right. So this wine is at a three on the scale of sweet from one to five. Pumpkin spice might just be the official beverage of fall. With sweet, tangy, traditional autumn spices and aromas draw you into the glass. Oh my God, they do draw me into the glass. <laughs> I haven't even tasted it yet. Uh, intoxicating notes of apple, ginger, and clove. Do you smell those? I smell the apple and the clove. I actually do. I definitely smell the clove. Mm. And I smell the ginger, but I don't really smell the apple. I know, weird. What the heck? So it's a unique wine. It's shy. <laughs> I don't believe that. By any standard. And may be enjoyed chilled or hot from your favorite mug. Um, Today I'm, we're chilled. Yeah. And I would not do this hot. I don't know. I'm not uh, a hot wine person. I don't know. We'll try some mulled wine in December. Yeah. But. It's very spicy. Ooh, I like it though. I think there's a lot of flavor in that. Mmm, that's good. Are you unsure? This is a day drinking wine for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't think I could, I, I mean, I don't know that I would have this with dinner. Probably not. This is not a dinner wine. This no. is more of a dessert or just chilling wine. Yeah, just no, hanging I out, agree. having a drink. All right, well, let's dive right in. All right. Fear Street. So, fun fact. It's an R.L. Stein series of books. I think Jeremy may have told you that. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because they've really uh, grown it up a little bit, I think, for the movies, which, frankly, I appreciate. I mean, did you read any R.L. Stein? You know, I, I, I never was really... I old for that. Yeah, I oh. never really got into it. But, I mean, you know, I've watched the Goosebumps movies with yeah. the kids, and it's definitely a little more PG than what we got with this movie, which, again all for it but at the same time I felt like for the amount of carnage that was being presented on the screen it was oddly very low on blood very low on gore but then when they did do gore they did it 
I felt very, um, it was stage gore. Like, it wasn't meant to be realistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I the blood was very red. Like, I mean, it looked like yeah. paint. Sure, you know? yeah. Which, like, you know, is is more appropriate for that kind of R.L. Stein yeah. preteen horror whatever. I'll agree to that. All right. Very nice. <laughs> All right, so the film follows a group of teenagers in Shadyside who are terrorized by an ancient, evil series of, like... Curse. Curse. They're cursed by a witch. Yeah. And every so often, she possesses someone to go basically on a spree killing and take out a whole bunch of people. Which and sounds that's, awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that's where the movie starts... Um, in 1994 with a spree killer who knifes uh, several people in a mall. Several people? I thought it was just one. It was eight. Was there it eight were, well, seven plus the killer was True. the final count on that one. Okay. Yep. All right. So what What did you think? About the movie in Toto or just about this beginning? I thought the beginning was great. Um, it's Maya Hawk, who I always love takes place starting off in a B. Dalton bookstore, which obviously books are my number one. <laughs> so that was fantastic. Um, they, they played Nine Inch Nails closer right off the bat, which is my jam. So all in all, you know, I, I look in the bookstore and Stephen King's book Insomnia is right there on the shelf. And I was 100% all in. I'm in. We're doing this. Yeah, I, I have to say it really was the... Um the music that that sold me with this movie fantastic music i 100 percent don't like horror movies and <laughs> i'm not looking forward to october <laughs> especially when we get down to it. it that one's gonna be tough i that's gonna be a rough one yeah. Tony made me watch the original It and like, you know, years I've, oh, ter- I've so been terrified silly. of that movie. It's and so like, silly. Literally, I watched it and I was like, what the fuck am I afraid of? Like, this is so stupid. Like, yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind the original It was made for TV. Yes. So, you know, it was obviously dumbed down a whole lot. But we're getting way off topic. We're I not talking know. about It today. We've got a I whole know. nother show for that one. I digress. Well, actually, anyway, I digress. We, we, <laughs> I went right along with you, so it's a mutual digression. Um. Anyway, yes. So we get this fantastic um, kind of scene where the shady siders are going to a game against their rivals, which is Sunny Vale, which I'm going to continually say wrong and call Sunny Dale from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so just slap me if I do pause. It. No, I had to pause the, the movie and like rewind it and listen again to what they said because immediately I went like, yeah, Sunnydale? Sunnydale, like, like wow, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that's yeah. odd. Anyway, so they do this and of course, you know, it's kind of a wrong side of the tracks sort of dynamic with Sunny Vale being very affluent and you know it's all nice and sunny and beautiful and everything's great and Shady Side no yes Shady Side is where all these spree killings happen and it's obviously more economically downtrodden and there's more of a sense of despair in Shady Side it felt very familiar and homelike to me Shady Side <laughs> Agree. Yes, I have definitely been there. Like literally, I watched this, and like that was another thing that made me kind of bond with the movie Mm -hmm. was 
I totally, these houses look like houses where I would have lived or exactly. my, my friends would have been. You know, I can imagine exactly. going to these houses to hang out with my friends. Sunnyvale was like... Yeah. Oh. Shishi. Shishi. Oh. Like a nice Keontae with dinner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the thing that really struck me about that, besides, you know, the obvious class disparity, was that the mascots of the teams. So the shady side mascot is the witches which my personal thought on that was if you feel like your town is cursed by a witch then why the fuck is it your mascot like come on guys but then also the I mean, sunnydale mascot was a devil which i was like mm, okay that's some foreshadowing i'm kind of seeing maybe like mm, there's a devil involved in here that maybe there's a pact for prosperity for sunnyvale so that'll be something to explore i had the same feeling yes. when i saw those but yeah definitely i i feel like the film did a really great job of foreshadowing for sure oh, i yeah. felt like the homage to the 90s was all oh, it was there. spot on i loved it so they did a good job they did do a really good job um i love that they brought aol into it yes. and you know oh my god chat rooms and oh yes i mean yes made me feel so good and spencers and bookstores and yes like the mall just the mall being like an entire entity which it still was in the 90s instead of these sad failing things we see today it was a it should be noted that i was a senior in high school in 1994 and so it it had a place in my heart <laughs> like the whole scene felt you know the whole situation felt pretty genuine yeah which was kind of cool yeah, 94, I was in middle school. <laughs> I was in Shut middle school. Shut up, your lying bitch face. I was in middle school. <laughs> I was. Yes, I know you were. I'm old. Just, I deal with no, it. No, you're not old. Yes, I am. <laughs> I got told I have to get a colonoscopy at the doctor today. I, I, I am told old. you about that. I you're already told old. you about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just, oh no. You know what? It's fine. I own it. It's fine. <sighs> I need more wine. You're gonna shit a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. So this wine is only 10% alcohol. <laughs> Just FYI. But how much have you had to eat today? Because I haven't had so much. Me neither. <laughs> a bag of Cheetos and a <laughs> and a take five before I got here. Cheers so, to healthy eating habits. There it is. <laughs> seven out of ten on rotten tomatoes and a 6.2 on imdb but as a trilogy the whole thing itself did really well but they did say that that first film would be a good standalone kind of a holder yes it would have done well if it had been released first in the theater and then you know Eventually. consecutively over the years more had been added to it correct yeah i can see that but then with covid when they were planning all this of course just you know threw everything out that window right and netflix swooped in and just said hey how about we uh how about we do this uh, all at once you know how we are on netflix we just yeah. everything right now by god and we have 
seriously adapted to that culture. It is 100% a thing. I get so angry. Those watching. stupid commercials. No, not <laughs> being able to binge watch something. Oh, God, like, yes. Having to wait a whole week for an episode to come out. Are you kidding me? I don't know how or, we lived. Or a season. Like, waiting for the next season of a show to drop. It's like, are you serious? Like, I don't know why? how we survived. Um... <laughs> Regular. Network TV where we had regular commercial breaks and Correct. you couldn't pause it and you couldn't fast forward it Correct. and you just had to run to the bathroom and pray you made it back in time. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I almost peed the carpet one time because <laughs> I was holding and I was like, it's too suspenseful, god damn it. I can't miss it. I'm bouncing and I'm like, god damn it, just go <laughs> on commercial. It happens so frequently, but not this time, no. Um, so yeah, Netflix yeah. swooped in. You know, they filmed... This, I found, was really interesting. They filmed everything, all three of those movies, in, I think I said something like 106 hours or something like Holy crap. crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. It wasn't... Hold on, I have the note here somewhere. Somewhere! Maybe. I know Jeez, it was something crazy, but they notes. did it. I know, stop. Um, <laughs> Nerd. I mean, you can't really read what I wrote, so it's fine. <laughs> Right there. Over 106 days, not hours. 106 days. Okay. Mostly nights, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a horror movie, so that, that, that tracks. Yeah, so, I mean, I personally feel like that's the way we should just continue to go about <laughs> filming movies, especially if they're going to be trilogies or sure. any kind of, like, you know, part one, part twos. Like, give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... I see a benefit to that as far as, particularly in, in movies with kids, like filming it Are you right I'm away. A child? No, no, no. Because no, I no, want it no, no, now no. in my Veruca no. Salt. No, oh, no, no, no. I mean, you are Veruca Salt, yes, but no, I'm not saying you're a child. I'm saying, like, for kid actors, so they don't age out of the role because that happens so quickly. Yeah, that makes you sense. You know, too. I mean, look at the Stranger Things kids. Here I am you know, they're here. like five and now they're like 30, and you're yeah. like, only a year has passed what's going on yeah so yes like that would be very beneficial just from a kid's aging standpoint i mean even if they didn't release it all at once yeah just get it all done and then be done yeah exactly and you can release it at your leisure exactly let's sign a contract that says i can have 20 years between this He hasn't aged today. Exactly. <laughs> Which news reports? They stopped filming. <laughs> Witchcraft. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that that was a smart move on the producers to just go ahead and take care of it all at once. And it, you could really <laughs> feel the flow. I watched. So did you? Right. All yeah, three movies. All three. Yep. Um, and I mean, you could really feel it between the movies. I really felt like. That had to be so much fun to film. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it just really kind of flowed. It there was flowed there's no other well. way to say yeah, it. It, it did. It definitely, I would agree that 1994 is a good standalone, but I really enjoyed being able to watch the entire trilogy. Now, there was a bit of a gap between 94 and 78 for and me. 1660s. Well, that was a big jump. But I mean, just for me personally and watching it because my daughter was going to an overnight camp 
during that time and I was like I can't watch this movie that takes place with murders at a sleepaway camp because I will just give myself anxiety so I had to wait until she was home and safe before I watched it but then I watched the next two I watched 78 and 60, 1666 like straight away right in a row and they were fantastic well I watched them all in one day while folding laundry <laughs> it's it was... a lot of laundry that's well, so much laundry I mean, we had just got these, back from vacation, and it, true. you know, we had a lot of shit to wash. It was because so <laughs> these movies it. do clock in at like two hours a piece. Yeah, I mean, they are a full-on two-hour movie, which is also kind of cool because most movies aren't that long anymore yes. necessarily. So that kind of also felt like a little bit of a throwback to when you actually got a two-hour movie. So kind of cool, kind of fun, a little bit of nothing. True. <laughs> so. This movie in particular. Let's let's talk more about this. 94. 94. What kind of things did you like about this movie? There were there were definitely some overarching things that I thought were kind of cool and and fun for sure. Um, as far as just kind of busting tropes a little bit. Um, you know, having the band geek be the main character and not die. So that felt very much like um we were just talking about it. God damn you, wine. <laughs> Stranger no, no. Things. Shh, love you, it wine. It felt very much like Stranger Things from that perspective of sure. like, the like having the outcast be like, the main character. Yes, yeah. and he's putting the story together, and he's like, no, this is what's happening. And of course, you know, he's that was that was Josh. The character's name is Josh, and so Josh has got this, you know, crush on, of course, the most popular girl. And I mean, yeah, he's crushing on the hot girl. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I am. Stranger Things? No, not Stranger mm-hmm. Things. 94. I'm, I, I'm like, what is happening? You no. said Stranger Things and now I'm confused. I've well, already finished my first glass of wine. I mean, he was crushing on Eleven and, you know. But his name is Mike, not Josh. I, yes, Who the I hell know. is Josh? Josh is the kid that's on, he's like the, the brother. Oh, right, right, right. I was still thinking of him as Henry. Oh. From 1666. It gets confusing, guys. The same people play multiple people. It doesn't people. get confusing. You just need to not drink. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. You should Just fold laundry while you're watching these movies and you'll be just fine. <laughs> I was coming at them after a full day of work, so maybe that affected me. Like I said, I repeat, I'm old, so, oh you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, so I liked that. Um, I liked that there was a lesbian main couple. That was nice. That was novel. It's not the cheerleader and the jock, so fun times there. I mean, it kind of was the cheerleader and the jock, though. Yeah, but the cheerleader and the baby. He wasn't, geek. like, blonde hair, blue eyes, and six yeah. foot two, and yeah. 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 Like, just a different, typical. different, um, different dynamic a little bit. Uh, the, the African-American characters lived. That's... You know, that's nice. That's nice. That's a change. <laughs> and then the fact that the um, the characters were more than just kind of a one note. You know, this is yeah. the band geek. This is the nerd. This is the cheerleader. The cheerleader was also the valedictorian and the high school drug dealer. So, yes. you know. I loved that part about her. I like, I she, really They were both really, that. her and and her boyfriend were both fantastic. Oh, my God. It was great. They were so good. He was hilarious. Yes. Was that Sam? Sam. No, Sam was the girl. Sam was the... Was the girl, the lesbian. That's yes. right. Correct. The cheerleader. The other cheerleader. <laughs> this is getting confusing. Dina. Dina. Dina was the band... Is the band geek. Except for she's not really a geek. Let's be fair. Yeah. She's fantastic. 
Sarah Fear is the witch. Of course. Yes. Good old Sarah Fear. F-I-E-R. Yep, Fear. F-I-E-R. Yes. So, um, that was, those were just some kind of fun things that I kind of noted while I was watching. Um, I love the absence of parents, and I love the absence of, like, authority and stuff like that. And then when they do bring in authority, like the sheriff's department or whatever, they're kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Psycho killers. Yeah. All right, children. Catch you on the head. Go play. Yes, but when I first saw Officer Good, I was like, there's something about him. Yeah. Like, he, like, instantly, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was how he dismissed it so quickly. And yes. And, like, literally, when I first saw him and I, like, his character was introduced, I just thought to myself, we're going to see you again. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we're going to see you again. I felt like it was very, like, the first thing that, well, I mean, there were several first things that struck me, but the one of the first things that struck me um, is the fact that, during the beginning of the movie when Heather is being chased by the axe, or not axe, I'm sorry, knife-wielding uh, skull mask character, she runs into, it actually happens to be a Spencer's. Uh, it's, I don't think the sign is ever shown, but it's obviously a Spencer's. It's clearly a Spencer's. It's clearly yeah. a Spencer's. You grew up in the 90s. You know what, what yeah. it is. And she calls 911. And as soon as she calls 911, she sees the killer, so she basically gives her location and then she stops talking because she doesn't want to give away her location yeah so you know the 911 operator is like are you okay what's going on if you don't answer i'm dispatching someone to your location so they come but of course it's much too late to be of any use to poor heather but it's literally one guy yeah and i'm like is that is that really how they do it? Like, something the size of a mall, you get an emergency call and you send one officer? One person? Like, yes. And I've spoken to police officers who say that is, in fact, not how they respond. Yeah, which I is what say. I thought. But I was like, that's that's a weird thing. Like, that's weird thing number one. Why, why just the one guy? Because it's a horror movie. Well, yes. I mean, same reason I they, get that. Same Logic they flies out the window. Investigate the dark corner that yes. definitely noises are coming out of. Like, yes. oh dear, nothing could happen to me here. Right? Like, I'm totally safe. I'm just ill lit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Location in where my nighty wearing no shoes, <laughs> running down the road, screaming. Where I drop my phone and run away. Because that makes sense. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but still, that was a point at which I was like, come on. What the fuck? Well, I think the whole movie was a kind of a come on, what the fuck <laughs> moment. Like, uh, let's be serious here. Fair. We're dealing with s- basically a replica witches. of Scream. And, yeah. like, literally the whole yeah. thing. Well, it, I mean, it wasn't an exact replica, but it definitely it was, had like... Some shared, which makes sense, because that was kind of about the time that Scream was coming out in the 90s. So, yeah, a little homage there. Yes, yes. Homage. 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 <laughs> um, okay, so what else? Let's see. Nurse Betty. Can we dive into Nurse Betty? Can we please? I hilarious. Yes. I know. And <laughs> when they're like at the hospital and they're just like, I need to see Nurse Betty. I was and just everything like, stops. Full yes. stops. The gatekeeper is completely stymied, and here comes Nurse B Eddie. Nurse Betty. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just like, yes, thank you. This is amazing. <laughs> like, and I love that Nurse Betty is 
the like kingpin kind of drug dealer from the hospital. Mm-hmm. I love it. Keeping track of those blueberries and bananas. Blueberries and bananas. I wrote that down too. I was like, yes, blueberries and bananas. Oh, and his death. Kind of epic. So yeah, I was like, honestly, I was wondering about that because all through the movie, what we keep hearing after the initial spree killing, um, we're gonna spoil the hell out of stuff right now. So just, if you haven't seen the movies, stop, go watch them, and then come back and talk to us, or or listen to us, either one, whichever, it doesn't matter. Or keep listening and decide if you wanna watch it. Keep listening and just have it spoiled, okay? So all through the movie, what we're told is that Sam, who has accidentally bled on the witch's bones, which is like, that's a whole nother, we're gonna come back to that because the location of the witch's bones is fucking retarded. It's just dumb, like why? But then you figure it out. Not really though. I figured it out. She's not even hardly buried. She's like an inch underground. Okay, well that part, yeah. Like not seriously, so much, all you do but... is just reach your hand down. And I don't even think she was buried. She was just under that moss. There's a stink bug flying around in here. That's fine. I hate you, stink bug. You're a bastard. Anyway, did we stop? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you touched your phone. I thought we were done. Um, so all through the movie, we're told that everyone is being targeted and killed because they have Sam's blood on them in some fashion. Which, it would make sense for Sam's boyfriend to get killed because I'm assuming... Sam's the lesbian though, right? Yes, but remember she's moved to Sunnyvale and she's got that guy. He grabs her ass. Yeah, that's Um, true. And he's at the hospital with her. So it would make sense that maybe he has some of her blood on him from the accident. There was a little car accident. Um, And that is why this is happening, right? Like, that's why he gets killed. But Nurse Betty and Front Desk Lady, they don't have Sam's blood on them. So why did they get killed? Like, that was a part where I was like, wait, though. But why? Yeah. But yeah, that death was, that was pretty impressive. Like, just right out of nowhere. Knife to the neck. Sir, you gotta take that mask off. Knife in the neck. Okay. I think maybe the idea behind it is, and you know, they kind of talk about that later on in the movie itself, is that, you know, if you get in the way, then you get killed. Which is why. But then also, like, there's later in in the the series... Like you, if they you don't literally get in their way. walk right by people that don't have because the blood on them. Because you're not getting in their way. Okay, yes, I can and see like that. And Nurse the Betty, one cop that shot with the milkman, I think he got killed. But he Nurse got killed. Betty was confronting. Confronting. Ghost okay, yes. yes okay, exactly. okay. I see. I and see. you know, it would have been the same thing with that. the receptionist. The receptionist would have been like, "Hey, kid, you can't go back there." Right. Yeah, she was hospital. Like <laughs> so. <laughs> But yes, okay. Literally, yeah. All right, yeah. I, I will accept that. I still don't. I still don't accept that the witch's bones were kind of just laying there for anybody to touch. Like they they buried her. She got buried. We saw it. And this was allegedly hundreds and hundreds of years ago prior to 1666 yeah exactly so so the fact that basically she just reached down into the moss and touched the bones that was kind of weird to me 
Um, I did notice, and this is the first movie, but also throughout the series, a lot of people getting stabbed or slashed in the stomach. It's just more fun. I guess. I think it's just because like you a can really... keep going. But I was still like, and they're alive. Like what? There's just there's lots of slit slits and throats. Like the, the, we're talking. We need decapitations. No. We need throat slits. No. That's how you kill people. No, with this kind of movie where it's like, I don't agree with you 100. percent By the way, Shiloh, <laughs> um, if you hadn't noticed, no, you can suck it for real. Um, <laughs> with this kind of like teeny bopper slasher type feel movie i really feel like they wanted to drag well, out sure. those death scenes. no i mean i get that so so i just feel like it just provides that ample supply of blood but still allows the character right. to continue to struggle and I act mean, it out and yeah. say final words and you know maybe stick their finger in their guts and write something <laughs> on the wall you know it was so and so exactly like I mean it really does open the door for that opportunity like they 100% have more time with the camera to just fully commit to this death and they're feeling every moment of it and hopefully they have fantastic you know <laughs> facial features and expressions to go along with that and it's not just one of those moments but I really do feel like it worked with this movie I feel I, like I mean I agree but it was it was just something I was noticing like oh Heather got stabbed in the stomach oh Hold on. Yeah. Everybody got stabbed in the stomach. I'm, Everybody no, got no, stabbed in the stomach. Except no. for Kyle. He got, there was a couple that got knifed in the head. But pretty much every no. female. You're forgetting the most epic of deaths in the supermarket. Not. No. Okay. So, I mean, are we going to go there? Sorry, because but like when you're putting, I, I mean, seriously what was have that machine? That Who is, has a bread slicer okay, in the Listen, that is a note of mine. This is not a Publix. Fucking bread slicer is not going to cut through someone's skull. In okay? A, like, in a slasher in movie, no it's so fucking is. world is a bread slicer going to cut through someone's, and not just someone's, like, maybe their face, because it's very, you know, the bone is thinner, there's a lot of sinus cavities and whatnot. The zygomatic makes through. an toast. <laughs> They are not going through someone's the dome of someone's skull with a bread slicer. They're gonna have a severely lacerated scalp, and then they're gonna sit up and bitch slap the ghost. That's the ghost. just the killer. Whatever. The ghost. They weren't technically a ghost because they were solid, but they were already dead. So kind of the ghost. They're just. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And that was a point at which I was like. Give me a fucking break. I loved how creative they were with that. Like, I, again, am going to disagree with you on this. Like, I felt like that was a super epic moment. Like, I'm, you know, folding shirts at this point. Like, my piles are getting smaller. And I'm putting clothes away. And because it is closer to the end of the movie. Sure, yeah. And literally, I'm like, oh, damn. They're going to put it through the bread. Oh, there as it is. As soon as that turned on. Yes. As soon as she turned yes. on, I was like, well, fuck. There she goes. <laughs> all the way through and she's still alive and I'm like okay there's hope there's hope you know she's just gonna pop because I really liked her character I'm like sure, she's yeah. just gonna pop right back up and save the day and it's gonna be magnificent but nope they fed that bitch all the way through she was 
So, and there dead. is a note that I wrote down in here, like literally five minutes before all of this happened, that said they can't all make it through. Yeah, and I was true on that, but I'm st I still have a problem with the the bread slicer. It's just not going to do that. It's not going to do that kind of damage. I know I'm sorry. It's, not, but it's that's, epic and it's messy. That's and the I fun think she already had movies. cake all over her face, so that made it even more interesting. But no, I, no, just no. Yeah, I mean it was. I still loved it. I'm sure. Sorry. I mean, it I, absolutely... these movies are not meant to be realistic. No, but like still, literally. Like, and I mean, okay. I went into this movie thinking 100% this is gonna be Listen, like a scream ripoff. Like we're it's going about there. a fucking witch's curse. I know it's not realistic. However, I believe in curses, <sighs> girl. <laughs> they <Yes>. are real. <laughs> Drink your wine, shut your hole. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but like, I, I went into it like, I know it's not going to be realistic. It's a horror movie. It's a freaking witch's curse. Like, I get it. But that was enough that it kind of pulled me out of the moment. Like, seriously, come on. A bread slicer is not going to go through somebody's skull like that. And that easily. Like, he just went zoop in there. She went bloop done if it were a wood chipper now we're talking i mean but that's but all you're not gonna have that like, yeah you're not gonna have that in a grocery store probably that's january's movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. we should start a new we have series to think about that things that chop people up realistically <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, we should overall like I don't, I don't know about you, but Simon was the kind of comic relief boyfriend character. Yes, yes he was fantastic. And literally my favorite part, and I, I made note here, like I, I was dying with this, where they're, you know, putting the grave back together, hoping that that's going to like appease the witch and, mm -hmm. you know, they put everything together and he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're just I'm like, so sorry. you're like, yes, please. He had a to... lot of good. I, I really enjoyed. I did too. I really enjoyed how they did the whole sex scene. Yes. <laughs> oh, can we can we divulge into this? So please, funny. Yes, please. it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So we had a very heated and romantic encounter with uh, Dina and Sam, who had kind of been broken up when Sam, her parents got divorced, and she moved to Sunnydale, Sunnyville, Sunny Vale, Sunnyvale. Sorry, I told you I was going to do that. I said it. I mean, anyway. So they had a very romantic and torrid um, kind of sex scene where, where they got together. Uh, and then um, Kate. Mm -hmm. and Kate's the one that died in the bread, in the bread slicer. <laughs> the ridiculous bread slicer. Um, and Josh, mm -hmm. you said his name was? I, the nerd. I'm sorry, I can't He's remember. He's the one who keeps doing the Konami code. Yes. Up, up, down, down, left, right. A, B, B, destroy, whatever. I'm not a nerd, and so, like, literally, um, I've never claimed to be a nerd. I wish I was a nerd, like, 100% wish I was. And, like, the whole time he's saying this this code and this, I'm, I'm just like, that has to be something. And, of course, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, Konami code. My husband, Jeremy's same like, thing. what? <laughs> Tony, uh. the same, same fucking thing. He's like, was he talking about the Konami code? I'm like, the what now? I'm like, that's a real thing? Like, this isn't just him, like, you know, in a memorized game of like whatever, whatever he's playing at that Classic. time. Classic. Classic. Konami code. Cheat code. Yeah. The best cheat code. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like they're having this torrid, you know, Sam and Dean are reconciling and Josh, who's always had a thing for Kate, is getting to first base a little bit. And then, and then there's, she dies. And then there's, <laughs> well, Sorry. yes, but, and then there's Sam 
who's all by himself. Yeah. She, and Sam is, and also, Sam is the girl. No, I'm sorry. Who? Simon. 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 Apologies. Wine. Uh, Simon, who's all by himself, has his own personal love romance. And I just thought that was really funny. Because then they mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, wait a minute. Did you guys? What about you guys? Did you? And he's like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Classic Simon. I know. He was really, uh, his he was character good. was well developed. I, I feel I like. I thought all the characters were really well developed, honestly. Yeah. yeah, they were. I thought so, for the most part. And I liked that this movie really did hint without really being too obvious to things that were going to happen in the movies to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was definitely some foreshadowing. Lots of foreshadowing. Mostly with the gut wounds. I love the gut wounds. <laughs> the gut wounds are my if thing. If we're talking about deaths, let's just continue on with some more things that I found very irritating. Yep. And I know that they were narrative-driven, but still very irritating. So, more spoilers. They decide that to defeat the witch and end... Because at this point, what has happened is they... Sheriff Good immediately in the beginning of the movie kills Skull Mask, but all of these characters, Skull Mask comes back, and some of the earlier um, spree killers, Ruby Lane, Thomas Slater, the, the Camp Nightwing killer, various other of these past killers come back to hunt Sam and the rest of this crew yeah um that's trying to save her um so what they kind of deduce and figure out the only person who has survived all of this is a girl from the nightwing killings the camp nightwing killings which are addressed in the second movie 19 78 yes so they you know, kind of piece together her story and they figure out that she was actually dead, but they were able to resuscitate her. So they decide that killing Sam is what's going to break this curse, I guess, and stop these these dead killers from coming after her. And I love Kate's plan at that point, which is to just feed Sam all these pills. Right. And then they're just going to give her EpiPens and bring her back to life with right. these Right, because EpiPens. it worked with whose brother was it Simon's brother Jimbo that overdosed and they saved him that way my problem with this is the way they did it with three separate batches of pills taken at specific increments yes like you guys there is a time constraint there are killers coming after you you do not have time to fuck around and wait for these pills to take effect why are you not just strangling her well and that's ultimately what they ended up doing yes they drowned her but like which was hilarious why the fuck didn't you do that to begin with and i get it i get it yeah the one little lobster lobster. lobster. i'm dying she's (laughs) like all right sticks that woman's head in the water and here's this lonely little lobster like (laughs) but they took one out because remember you see one like crawling through the grocery store and i'm like yes why didn't you get the other one yes (laughs) anyway so that that irritated me just from the sense of like expedience like if you're gonna kill somebody do it faster well, I mean, and that's kind of my problem with the gut stabbings too. Like, uh, be more yeah. efficient with your death. And that's my same argument 
with the gut stab. I know it's all narrative, and I get that, like, but it's still to, you've got to try to build the suspense somehow. And right. you know, yeah, no, yes, it would have been is... over a lot faster if they just done that. Yes, well, exactly. And Simon and Kate probably would have lived. Exactly, one hundred percent. Simon and Kate would have lived. But yeah. then you know, then you don't have that whole that whole climactic twenty yes. minutes of ending. That, exactly, that which been. was fantastic. Oh yeah, it was totally great. I mean, they had to die because mm-hmm. otherwise things wouldn't have worked out the way they did. Yep. So. Narratively, they had to die and I get that but still as a and rational human being I was irritated. Okay, yes, you're a rational human being but you are a rational adult human being. These are supposed Agreed. to be from like a teenage mind. True, So true. what they're sticking to, I mean you have a teenager, I have a teenager oh, essentially is they're sticking to what they know. So right. they know for sure that these pills are going to kill her and they know for sure that the epinephrine is going to bring him well, her back to life yeah that's not a sure because it happened again. yeah but as a teenager you're like nope happened once it's gonna happen again we're Absolutely. fucking fine that's the way the confidence. world works yes yeah i mean you're like oozing with confidence when you're that age sure. and yeah nothing's really gonna kill you correct and like literally love is so heartbreaking at that age but yes you are so sure of yourself like Hundred percent. So save you. I think you're looking at it all wrong from that perspective. I'm like, not. They needed to like fail, and people needed to die, to not only build suspense but also to show that teenagers are stupid. So I mean, yes, teenagers are stupid. Not hundred percent agree. Well, they're dumb, I was a teenager. They're pretty dumb. I wasn't dumb. You were too. Don't I you even. So, you stop. You I was stop that right so now. smart. God. I did nothing wrong. Talk about editorializing history. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say one more thing that really irritated me about the end of it. Tell me. Um, the EpiPens. I know. I was like, right there with Okay, you. so two things with the EpiPens for those who are not medically inclined. First of all, an EpiPen is not going to save you from drowning. Drowning is water in your lungs. You need CPR, not an EpiPen. An EpiPen, just restart your heart. That's not going to help if you're drowning. Second of all, five EpiPens in a row like that, your heart is going to fucking explode. Okay? That's just how it is. Like, you cannot handle that much epinephrine. It is going to kill you. I mean, literally, I thought that's what was going to (laughs) happen. And I thought they were just using that as another way to, like, kind of exploit the fact that they needed more blood in this movie. Sure. And so I was waiting for the moment of, like, when she, like, sits up, opens her eyes, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom! Her heart explodes out Everything of her chest. Everything just comes like, up. what? Yes, exactly. Like, in true, dramatic, like, super gory B-movie fashion, you right. get a dummy, and it's chest exploding, and just blood everywhere sure and just random pieces of stuff <laughs> spatter chunks. but that's not what happened so i'm glad you brought that up because it did bother me too and i was yeah. like i was waiting for either there to be extreme gore mm-hmm. or nothing yeah <laughs> and again i know it's a horror movie and it's all about narrative but really she needed to go to the hospital like she really again, needed some medical intervention. The lack of adults <laughs> yes. and the lack of authority. Yes. And literally the only adults that they bring into this movie. Excuse me. Once you start watching the trilogy, you kind of see, like, especially yeah. the correlation between seventy-eight and ninety-four. You realize that a lot of the kids from seventy-eight are the adults in ninety-four. Yes. And they directly tie into the whole trilogy, and it's. It's a thing, and they've, you know, experienced this before in the past, and so they're kind of like, no, nothing happened, and ha, 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 we're 
we're just real fine, we're all fine. It's all yeah. good. We're fine. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, literally, that's like that in every slasher movie. Yes. There's like lack of supervision. Of like, course. Where yeah, are these like, parents? Where the fuck are the adults in this where goddamn movie? Where are they? And the ones that are there are idiots. Yeah. Like, let's just touch on the police oh. officer when Dina and Sam, after the hospital slaughter, when three people were just yeah. killed by a dead guy. Yep. They go to the police and they're like, there's been murders at this hospital. There's people dead there. It was the ghost mask killer who, yes, was just shot, but it was him. Mm-hmm. And the police officer basically just pats him on their head and is like, go on, go on, you're fine. Go out into the dark night all by yourselves. Yeah. And there's literally three dead bodies at the hospital, yeah. which the sheriff goes and finds. And confirms. Yes, yes exactly. But still, like, nothing is done. The sheriff is not trying to find these girls. Like, it's just well, like, well, okay. Yeah. And you kind, anyway. of, you kind of realize later that the sheriff knows what's going on. And, oh, like, yeah. literally the whole time, like, especially the first time that I saw Sheriff Good, like, and he is introduced, I thought to myself, there's something. Yeah, he he's is, not quite he's more what he than a sheriff. Be. Yes, yeah, there's exactly. more to this. And so every time he's like, you know, kind of just being like, no, whatever, kind yeah. of passing it off and just you being girls like, are just being silly. Exactly. Got the megrams and vapors. Every single time the vapors really <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I went there. You're just oh having your goodness. period. It's fine. You're just having some female hysteria. Go home and drink some wine. Yeah. Get off and you'll be okay. Yes. Um, oh Lord, I've lost my train of thought. Um, but yes, every time he's brought into it, he is very dismissive and Mm -hmm. he is very much like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You guys are, you know, you're just a little crazy. It's okay. No, you're fine. And then when you get to the point where he's like going to the house, Yes. Of Seaberman. Yes, like, but we don't know at that point that it's Seaberman. He's just going to this house in the middle of the night. And dropping it off. Yes, he saying, like prepares to yes. knock on the door and then he's like, mm, no. So he writes a note that says, it's happening again. Yes. And slides it in her mail slot. And you're kind of like, uh, you know, at this time we don't even know it's a her. We don't slid know whose house DMs. this. He straight up slid in. Um, we don't know who this is. We don't know where he's at really beyond that it's a residential house. He just slides that note on, in the door and, and walks off. And we're like, okay, so what does that mean? So that means that Sheriff I mean, Good knows obviously, more than yes, he we know it's is. happening again. But who yes. is this person and why is he reaching out to them? And why is he reaching out to them in such a backwards cryptic way passive aggressive sort of a fashion yes like if i knew that there was a dead serial well not really serial spree killer on the loose i'd be banging on that door yes exactly like what the fuck get up and help me but no that doesn't happen exactly which is interesting in and of itself so all in all how would you rate the movie where do you stand how many how many cheers do you provide this show (laughs) you know i i will say like i enjoyed it i know i'm kind of nitpicking some of the faults but overall i watched it it was an enjoyable movie it has been taking up some headspace in the week since i've watched it i do find myself going back to it occasionally and thinking about it so i would give it probably what's our scale like one to five five, okay i would give it a good four clinks Four, four cheers. Four cheers. Four cheers. 
I'm right there with you. I feel like for me, it was, I connected with the characters. I mm -hmm. felt like I was rooting some of them on. In some respects, you know, the faulty deaths of, you know, Kate as we discussed. Simon, yes, yeah. exactly. Kate and Simon. Um, I really felt sad that Simon yes. died. Yes. I really felt like they should have kept him, you know, his character strong and going. But, you know, whatever. Um, and Nurse Betty. I feel like Betty should have been a thing for much longer than what Betty was. Betty was great. I know. Yeah. I'm, Betty could be my roommate. Um <laughs> You'd have lots of blueberries and bananas, bananas all yes, the time. Yes, exactly. Um, but I definitely agree, and I, I'm right there with you. I think I think I'm like three point five four. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like on there. it's it's so cheesy, but so good, but kind of like mm. it's not completely forgettable. That was the thing for me that like I I watched it and I enjoyed it, but like if it had just but like I watched it enough. and enjoyed it and it passed through. Then it would have been done, but yes. like it, it kind of stayed with me. Like I thought about it in the in the following days. Like it would just kind of pop into my head while I was working. Like, huh. So the way I'm rating it is, for me, I'm not gonna watch it again. Oh, I, I watched, will probably watch it again. See, I won't watch it again. See, I watched all three. I really liked the trilogy together. I mm -hmm. really loved the way everything tied in together. And you, um, I love the way they reused the actors and mm -hmm. I loved the way you know when they brought it in boom magically there's a part four at the end of part three 1656 yes, like, that was a part where I was like what the what is this when did this happen what yes hell? exactly wait wait let me see how much longer is left in this movie because I don't have another two hours in exactly <laughs> I thought the same thing literally I was like when did we switch over am yeah, I wait, that diluted um yes so for me I I won't watch it again, not only because Pussy. I don't really care about horror movies or suspense or anything like that. Like, I just, eh, mm, eh, you know. So, for me, it's like a three and a half. Like, I, I three and a half cheers. Like, I, I'm not going to quite follow through with that fourth cheer. <laughs> it doesn't mm -hmm. get an additional Fair enough. five. Fair enough. Because I, I won't. I won't watch it again. I, I liked it. I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but... I mean, if it's not your jam, it's not your jam. But yeah. I feel like it was still a pretty good movie. I feel like it got the job done. I feel like all of October. it was a fun horror movie. Like it, it was, was one that I would almost, almost yes allow my ten year old to watch. The things that stop me are the sexual stuff, honestly, more than anything, because the gore wasn't really super okay. gory. So, to my surprise, my thirteen-year-old had already watched it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, because at first, yes, the the sexy scenes were, you know, a little much, and yeah. you they know, they were fairly understated in the first movie. Yeah. The second movie, they get um, well, more intense, and I will say, especially like, at the the camp right there, yes. where they're just like so fucking yes. away. Like oh, I know shit. that we are not really delving into the second and third movie, but I will say that the second movie definitely felt like a 70s horror yes, flick yes, it did. with the you know the counselors partying and yep. having sex and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff it definitely kind of caught that 70s horror flick yes. vibe um i mean for yeah. the for the period pieces they did really well yeah sticking to and trying to commit to that time period and mm -hmm. really i mean they really did 
do a deep dive into each of those. And yeah. The, you know, it did feel like the 90s. Yeah. I'm not going to say it felt like 1994 because, yeah. I mean, yes and no. For the most part. But there were some, like, mm, no. Prodigy was Prodigy, out of place. Prodigy, yeah, that's yeah. not quite it. I mean, the soundtrack was amazing. I would definitely buy the soundtrack. For real. But, Although, yeah. I already have all those songs anyway, I was anyway, about to so. say, yeah, I mean, individually, <laughs> I have, have all them those all. songs. It's, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But definitely, the 1978, they did do a really great job with the 70s. For sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, do we want to kind of delve into that a little bit, or do we want to leave that be and let people kind of experience that on their own? I say let's lightly touch on 78 and 1666. Okay, let's do it. Because I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed 1666, and I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> 78. Um, I will say 1666 was more my favorite than 78. Oh, see? Like, I loved 78 yeah. because it definitely felt like the 70s, and... I'm not, I didn't grow up in the 70s. I wasn't born in the 70s. So, yeah, like, literally, like two. that's how I envision the 70s to be. Yes. Because, you know, right. you hear yeah. stories. And, and you, you see, see all pictures. these other movies. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Yes. But I do love that Mrs. Lane, I fucking knew it. You, you did. You I did. You wrote straight it called down. that one. You did. I mean, when, uh, there was no point. And then there's no other adults in 1994. And here you are. Oh, Mrs. Lane, can you watch these two little innocent children that I'm babysitting while I go clean up some blood? Like, <laughs> really? While I go attack a killer? Yeah. It's I mean, fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Yes, we're bloody. It's no worries. So I, I definitely felt like she had a connection. And when I saw her as being like Nurse Lane in mm-hmm. the camp, I was... Yeah. Yes. just like oh my fucking god she is the killer's mom oh my god yeah that was a spoiler alert sorry i didn't warn uh i mean i feel like people ruby lane i'm gonna say i really like ruby lane though i like ruby lane if i were a serial killer i'd want to be ruby lane you only yes. hurt the <laughs> ones you love Yes, I am going to say that I did have to Google the actor who plays Nick Good in 1978 because I found him incredibly attractive and I had to make sure he was of age. <laughs> Before you could be inappropriate. <laughs> so I could like, just clamp that off if he was under 18. Before we bring this to the He's bedroom. He's 24, so hey, it's all good. Siri. It's all good. <laughs> But he is, oh, God. Like, well, he he's just, 24 now. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's 24 now, so I'm safe in finding him attractive. Yes. Because this movie came out this year. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yes, so, like, I found his character so attractive and so charming. Yeah. And so sweet that it just... But that's it broke the my thing. heart. Yeah, it broke my heart too. Like literally, like it, oh, it killed my heart. And then the whole time they're calling her by a different name, and then you find—I mean, like there's so many yes. twists. Like, yeah, there are definitely the twists are exposed in 1978, and then they just keep unraveling. They keep twisting in 1666. Yes, yes. Um, so quick, what was your favorite thing about 1666? Okay, so I'm going to tell you that my very first note that I wrote on watching 1666 was it was gross back then. And I I watched a lot of that movie with just like a grimace of disgust (laughs) on my face. 
not just because of the the hygiene practices and like just everything was dirty and everything was gross but just like the way that women were treated like and i know this is you know obviously it's a movie but still like the fact that you know pastor miller legit straight up spoiler alert blinded and killed like a dozen children and they're like oh oh he was possessed he was possessed he was a good man he was possessed but sarah fear who did nothing and uh what's her name the the other one miller's daughter oh yeah i forget her name see i didn't take notes and i just kind of watched okay fair i forget her name because i'm really bad with names but like the fact that they were condemned as witches because yes. somebody in the woods saw them kiss. Like, oh, they're horrible. But, like, the guy who legitimately slaughtered 12 kids is just like, oh, he was a good man. He was just possession. possessed. Like, that just really kind possession. of summed up yeah. that time period for me. Yes. So I spent a lot of that movie just making this... This face. Yeah, yeah. this so yeah. for me, I spent a lot of that movie, like, guessing it. Because you can. Like, you know oh, sure. the story. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. it's the 1600s. Women are essentially cattle. Pretty like, much. They're property. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody's... And, oh, how unbelievable. Like, I mean, I knew that... I know that there were, you know, lesbians and gays and everything like that back in that time. But it wasn't... It wasn't like that. At least I like to imagine that it wasn't Mm. like that because there's no way that they're just going to openly kiss in the middle of the, you know, on the edge of town, no less. Like, no, no, no. You're going to take that shit deep into the forest or you're going to be in a cellar. Yes, exactly. Not during a party where everybody's getting lit and having a good time. Exactly. anybody could see you. Exactly. Like, you know, that's, to me, I was just like, no, no, sorry. Like, mm, mm mm-mm. But... I have to say, I do love where they talk about she cut her hand off so that she could keep a grasp on the land. Yes. And you find out what really happened. Yeah. I mean, you you find that out, and then you see her being buried underneath the witch's tree, and then you find out what why happened. she's... Yeah. Yes, exactly. Why her body isn't where it's supposed to be. Right. And honestly, that... That, that was made very it, moving. Yes. That was moving. That was very touching and very moving. Um, but that I made did. it whole for me. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that kind of brought it together and made me feel like, okay, even though they're kind of being loose with certain things, I think what they're just doing is tying it together. Right. Yeah, yeah. Making absolutely. it, you know, a cohesive theme. And, like, the whole time, you know, Tony's sitting back there and he's like, yeah, okay, like, that's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, shut up, let me just watch the movie. Yeah, Damn it. Like, the story. Let me be in the story. Yeah, exactly. Of course, having said that, I do have a note right here that says, according to these movies, it's really easy to walk off an abdominal wound or a compound fracture and a hand amputation won't bleed out in a couple of minutes. I mean, if you get it to the fire in time, it's not going to be. But she didn't ever get it to the fire. She just kind of wrapped it up and like kept going. Like, <laughs> dude, your hand is gone. You're going to bleed out immediately like so, straight away okay so, so again when you try and kill yourself you cut your wrists right so again this is a trilogy I of know, movies i get based it based off know, of rl stein's books where things like 
puppets come alive and terrorize <laughs> you by like scratching on okay chalkboard. listen they're ventriloquist dummies that is a hundred percent accurate i mean they're fucking puppets <laughs> jesus ventriloquist <laughs> dummies that's what they are I know that's what they are slappy is a dummy i know slappy's a dummy i'm well, so glad that you go. realized what i was talking about because <laughs> i saw that goosebumps and i was like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> 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 you know they have that ventriloquist museum yeah Ugh. I would love no, to go I'm there. not going there. I would love to no. go there. Hard no. I, Hard see, no. I can't do horror flicks and stuff like that, but I can go to a ventriloquist museum with oh, no problem. God, no, that would just be weird. I have no issues no, with that. No, thank you. Hard pass. But I think, on that one. I think ultimately what it boils down to is that they needed to tie these movies together. Right, yeah. They needed to make it where it was kind of like fast pace, you know, you're not worried about the medical details. I mean, I am. I, I am, but most people would not be. But yeah. I am. That bothered me. And even Jeremy mentioned that with the second 1978 when yeah. Alice is walking. Like, literally, compound fracture. Yes. Her, her bone is bone sticking, is out, sticking of out of her leg. leg and yes. they just kind of push it back in and yes. splint it. And she's just walking right. around. Let's climb up do, this do, wall do. here. Yeah. Like, for real. That's what happens. Like, yes, that is a little bit too far for But, me. again, like, they need to keep the movie going. They filmed yes. it in 106 days. They didn't have time to hyper-focus on the fact that, you know, yeah, this compound fracture is really bad. This is kind of a game-ender for this her. She's going to be laying in the tunnels <laughs> until somebody comes to get her or she dies. That's how that one works. But they couldn't have that happen. They needed right. it to be a gruesome injury of right. sorts. Right, yes. And, and it was, and I... I understand, like, as I keep saying, I understand it's part of the narrative. I get why it was done, but still it was enough to draw me out a little bit. Like, come on, for real. Yeah. She's walking around. But yet. She's limping. The fact She was limping. She was casually limping. Right, because casually. I, like, I'm good. It's fine. No worries. It's I don't fine. need to lean on anything. Yeah, or I, don't like, need, I don't need any kind of a cane. I'm just walking. It's fine. I don't I, even I'm need to support myself on the wall. <laughs> slower than normal but by god i'm getting there <laughs> i mean okay yes and then in the second movie when <laughs> when tommy is decapitated by shovel i fucking love that by like a 95 pound girl i'm like okay so he's like a foot taller than her for starters and she probably weighs like 95 pounds i mean I, again i'm like i get the narrative and the shock value but like really yes it's not even a sharpened shovel it's I not know. even a spade it's just a straight up shovel like that's mm. a bit rusty but the fact that he's decapitated and he's trying to still kill them i'm yes. okay with that oddly enough that part is fine because then we we, well, we okay so go into straight fantasy and i'm fine with that but it's that borderline of like oh yeah you can walk with a compound fracture oh yeah it's totally easy to cut off your hand and keep going like nothing happened it's totally fine to but, decapitate someone with a shovel. Okay, Those but first of all, you're decapitating somebody who's not a real person. Like, literally, they're just this make-believe character. Right, but, but at that point, I don't movie, think he was dead yet. But see, they hadn't killed him yet. I had thought they? he was dead, yeah. Was he already dead? How'd they I'm kill him the first sure. time? How was it? I think that may have been the first time. Like, she stabbed him. 
he had been stabbed a couple of times. But I mean, this movie is already these movies have already shown you can you can walk off a stab oh, wound. Yes. It's, be, it's a know. hangnail. It's fine. Good lord, maybe I do need to watch these a second time. Uh huh. Yeah, girl. Yeah. No, I watched it that one time. And All I was right, we're about to kill this bottle. It was good. It was really good. I liked it. Uh, definitely, the apple juice came out a lot stronger as we drank it, or the apple flavor rather. I don't the know that there's juice. apple flavor. Listen. Like I mean, it two is and a half kind glasses of, of wine. Grape apple juice. Oh, Shish. I know you were. It's pretty mm. generous. Pretty generous. <laughs> Listen, I don't fuck around charging seven dollars for a half a glass of wine. If you're getting wine, you're getting a full glass. By God. Seven dollars. Well, that's what you get if you go to a restaurant and get a glass of wine. It's that's like, why I just come here. Exactly. Yeah. See, you're doing things right. Makes sense. That's it. <laughs> all right all in all i mean i would i would recommend watching it just absolutely the shit, like, the, it is definitely it. yeah it's a fun halloween and definitely watch it as the trilogy um i when i first suggested this movie i really thought i didn't delve into it i kind of just saw the trailer on netflix and i was like oh yeah this is 1994 this is my time okay let's do this yeah but after you watch that first one, then definitely, you want to watch all three. For sure. It's best as a trilogy, and it, it should is. be viewed as such. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Four out of five. Cheers. I liked them. Perfect. Ta-da. 3.5. Cheers. Ugh. I was okay with it. So what do you, what do you, what would you give the trilogy as a, as a set? As a whole? Yes. The trilogy? Oh. Then I'd give it a four. Okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, I mean, it would push it that extra mile just because I feel <laughs> that like... That extra <laughs> half a point. That extra half a point. Let's, <laughs> let's be crucial. Um, I'll tell you right now, none of these October shows are getting any higher. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you stop. <laughs> I'm you stop. Bias over here. You're terrible. Um... I don't know, 13 Ghosts, though. That's going to... Okay, so that's from 1960. I know. So let's, let's know. be fair. It's going to no, be a I'm little more... I'm saying that it's good. Yeah, don't it's going to be a little like more hokey. I did see this I love the hokeyness, movie, though. 13 Ghosts. I saw it years ago um, in Atlanta with my friend Carrie. Hey, Carrie, what you doing, girl? Um, at the theater, it was... It may have even been a midnight showing. And it was just lots of fun. Everybody was, you know, oh, horrified when there was a ghost. And it was a good time. Um, so we'll talk more about that movie. Next week. And kind of, you know, what went into making that. Because there were some novel kind of um, gimmicky kind of choices. Which you don't get nowadays. Which yes, I feel which, very yeah. sad for the kids today. Yes. Like 100% I feel sad for my child. That they can't experience, experience the whole, yes. yes, exactly. And we will delve into that next time on Three Shows in a Book. I hope you guys enjoyed it today. It was fun. It, not just because of the wine. <laughs> but mostly because of the it, wine. The wine had a lot to do with it, let's be honest. This is good wine. It was delicious. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. And Thanks uh, for listening. Come back and listen again.